Well, isn't this a welcome surprise? <clears throat> Should probably have cleared my throat before I started recording, but uh, whatever. I mean, everybody who's been here before uh, knows that this is a uh, a low production values enterprise. Welcome, those of you who haven't been here before. Let me tell you, it's a low production values enterprise. This is, of course, the voice note uh, that goes by the name of First Draft. I've downgraded it. It's not a podcast anymore. I've downgraded it. It's a voice note again. Um, It is what it is, to be fair to it. Anyway, hello. It's episode 18, I think. Uh, I've been away for a couple of weeks. I can't remember what was going on the first week. I had some some business spelt B I Z N I Z. Can't remember what it was, but I know that it was uh, it was hectic. Last Friday, I was travelling. Was I? I was doing something. I was in Cornwall, I believe. Uh, may have been looking after my own offspring. My uh, my blood dem. So couldn't do one then. Uh, so this it's been a while, but you know what they say, absence makes the ears grow fonder, and I'm sure your ears have been waiting for this garbage uh, eagerly, so let's get on with it. Um, I'll, I'll describe to you as is, as is semi-customary on this low production values voice note enterprise, my surroundings, um, uh, and is this a brag? It probably is a brag, actually. Um, I'm sitting by a swimming pool. You may hear a gurgling of water. You may hear quite a lot of traffic noise, actually, from the other side of the hedge. Try and put that out of your mind. Um, I'm sitting by a swimming pool. I would estimate the swimming pool's length to be 12 metres, but it may be 14. I think it's 12. I've got a pretty good eye for that stuff. How's he? Uh, it's wide enough. It's sure wide enough. I'm going to say it's... I'm going to call this a 12 by... 8 metre pool deep enough to dive at the far end however diving is prohibited that said I have seen a couple of people dive in tut tut uh, no risk no risk I mean it's it's got to be 6 foot 6 deep at the far end that's, that's roughly 2 metres that's deep enough to dive isn't it? Not from a springboard, not from... Not, you're not doing Tom Daly's 10-metre board into that. But there's no diving board, so that's irrelevant. Um, OK, you get the idea. I'm by a pool. The pool is in the grounds of a hotel. The hotel is called the Alfonso Trez. Not Trez. I don't know why I went Trez, because we're in Spain, not France. Uh, the Al- Alfonso Thirteenth in English. Uh, hotel built by the king of Spain of that name, the Bourbon King who was, to be fair to him, pretty, pretty wild. I've, I've advised your friend of mine, Dana Schwartz, host of Noble Blood, that she should do an episode on Alfonso XIII because he's Noble Blood material. So I, I'm not going to delve into his backstory too far because I think she should do it because she's better at that stuff. However, what you need to know about Alfonso XIII was born late 19th century as king. His, his father was dead by the time he was born, so he was born a king. And I think we all know that psychologically that's very bad for a child. It's bad for a child to be king as a child. 
uh, in evidence I present to you Henry VI, in evidence I present to you Richard II, I could go on, maybe I couldn't actually, um, I'll, I'll present to you Alfonso XIII. Uh, lots of wild stuff happened, he wasn't very good at being a king, loads of constitutional crises, ending in his abdication in the th- yeah, something like 31, can't remember exactly. Um, around the time of the establishment of the Second Republic in Spain, pre-Civil War. Um, he just Some pretty exciting stuff went down. On his wedding day, an anarchist, I think, tried to murder him with a bomb, chucked a bomb at the... the he was marrying one of those, you know, Hanoverian princesses, I think. Um, chucked a bomb at the old car, didn't kill Alfonso or his bride did kill about 24 people, hundreds maimed, um, and according to my reading, superficial, web-based, the bride got horse blood on her dress. Um, So there's that, of course. Useless at being king, from what I I can gather. Somehow got nominated for, but did not win, the Nobel Peace Prize, the year it was awarded to the Red Cross. But Here's the, here's the sting in the tail. The guy was a major pornographer. How about that? So Alfonso XIII made blue movies. Um, produced about 70 of them, I think. I believe three still exist. Haven't seen them. I've looked for them. Oh, I've looked for them. Um, I gather they feature pretty standard bongo tropes. Stuff like Catholic nuns and whatnot. Just some old school uh, religious transgression. Uh, and a bit of the old, how's your father? What else do you expect from a, uh, a stag flick, I ask you? Um, I'm going to try and keep it clean. But anyway, if you want to know more about Alfonso the Thirteenth, the man, uh, go find out for yourself. Um, he's got a lovely hotel. He, he built this hotel. Anyway, the hotel I've been staying in this week was built by him. It's in the city of Seville. I'm giving you the information in the wrong order here. I've, I've gone to the, the, the blue movies before I've told you even which goddamn city I'm in. I'm sorry about that. Um, I can't help myself. Sorry. Um, the hotel's very nice. Uh, I'm, I'm departing in a few hours, but they've allowed me to keep my tab open so I can order lunch. I'm going to do that in a minute once I finish talking to you. I'm going to take a swim. It's hot, I'll tell you that. It's 41 degrees centigrade. That's 103 or 4 in old money, I think. You have to times it by 1.8 and add 32. We discovered that yesterday on a drive to Cordova. Spoiler alert. Um, Anyway... Work it out for yourself. All you need to know is it's hot as balls. Um, so hot that if you walk down the street, you become uh, become drenched in your own perspiration. Unless you're Prince Andrew, who would be absolutely fine here. <laughs> absolutely fine. Um, okay, so that's, that's the scene setting. I've had a nice time here. Do you want to know about it? You probably don't. You're probably bored of this already. Well, I went to see Guns N' Roses on Tuesday night. They played here. More than three-hour set. They hadn't been here for 30 years, I gather. And some people had been to both gigs, so that was, that was nice. Big football stadium, crazy crowd, all the classics. Um, they're on the European tour at the moment. And they're, they're lovely people. What else? Do, so then, 
Wednesday, that was Tuesday night, Wednesday, took a little wander around Seville. There's a beautiful cathedral here, the biggest Gothic cathedral in the world, the fourth biggest church in the world, actually, after St. Peter's in Rome, something in America, I can't remember the name of it, and your friend and mine, Milan Cathedral. Those are the bigger ones, but I tell you what, Seville's, Seville's not small. Um, weird, actually, very weird. You know, my, I, I like my Gothic cathedrals in the sort of the French and English style. Is it called Rayonon? It might be. It might not be. It's a long time since I wrote the chapter on architects in Powers and Thrones. Someone look it up. Um, tends to be lots more stained glass in the old, the old Frenchy and Englishy Gothic cathedrals. Not so much in Seville Cathedral. Not knocking it, just saying it's different. It's got a, uh, an old-school bell tower with some old-school bells, and you, you, can, you can walk up the, the old-school bell tower, stand at the top, and then sometimes, ding-dong, go the bells, and you get a bit of a fright. It's happened to us. But you can, you've got lovely views from the top all over Seville, and you can see the bits of the city that we used in Game of Thrones. So if anyone remembers the, dr- the old uh, the dragon pit where the faceless men came for old Daenerys and then her dragon saved her. What was that at the end of season six? Could have been five? Probably not. Um, that's here. They also used the... Alcasa here as Dawn, I think. So there was a there was a Game of Thrones unit here, and that's never a bad thing um, for a city's economy. Uh, so yeah, so we did that, and then yesterday took a road trip to Cordova, where we went to the Mosque Cathedral, and that is something else. Are there any other Mosque Cathedrals? I ask you. Can't be too many. Cannot be too many. Um, don't, uh, am I counting the Hagia Sophia? I don't think I am, actually. Am I? Cathedral... Mo- it's not the same thing. The Mosque Cathedral of Cordova is spicy. It's uh, a kind of Umayyad... Originally Umayyad-era mosque. And it's sort of slap-bang in the middle of it. As in, you're just walking through the boy and there you are in it. Is a 16th, 17th up to 18th am i right or wrong oh my god a guy's just falling in the pool backwards in an ungainly way and he was too young to have gotten into the pool that way oh he hasn't come up i oh, know he has um what was i talking about completely forgotten oh yeah so you you know you go into this this wonderful mosque which originally is sort of what are we talking i think we're talking 8th century uh, after the Umayyads had been displaced in Damascus by the Abbasids, but Cordova remained sort of little Umayyad caliphate of its own. Yeah, we're talking 8th century, because it's 750, the Abbasid Re- revolution in Damascus. Have I got that right? I think I've got that right. I'm pretty I'm pretty good on this stuff, to be honest. Someone go read Powers and Thrones. Remind me. Chapter 4. Um... Anyway, so you've got this, this beautiful mosque with its sort of pillars and then its iconic red and, and, and white uh, arches joining them together. Really lovely place. And then, yeah, as I say, you go in the middle of it and there is a really over-the-top uh, Renaissance cathedral with a sort of 
I think it's mahogany. It might not be, but it's mahogany type wood. Choir stalls carved out of that. A really gigantic, what must be sort of baroque, um, uh, altery bit, high altar sort of thing. Um, and you know, you just walk one from the other. You, you need to see it from the outside. Really, you can't. Once you're in it, you can't get a. a you don't have a brilliant perspective of, of what the buildings dimensions and sort of layout is but if you see it as you drive into Cordova from Seville you you get this incredible sense of oh my god that is literally a mosque that someone slotted a an old school cathedral in the middle of very unusual um what what more can I tell you about the mosque cathedral of Cordova well I'll tell you about Cordova lovely what a lovely city that is it's got these little windy sort of whitewashed building lined streets that if you squinted and ignored the Spanish writing on all the signs you could be in Santorini or Mykonos it's that kind of vibe um really a a beautiful place Uh, we had lunch in what I can only describe as a cave type restaurant thing um, lovely. I had the sardines. The boys had pork fillet. They were American. That's how they pronounced it. I would call it fillet. Um, looks good. Actually, I tried a bit of it. It was good. Did you want to hear about my lunch? Is that why you tuned into this? Were you like, I'm bored of those informative podcasts I listen to. I wish a guy could just tell me what he had for lunch. Um while what sounds like a street sweeper operates in the background. Is that what you tuned into this for? Come on, don't lie. All right, look, I've, I've told you way too much about what's been going on. I'll put some photos... Fo- I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll put some photos of the things I've just described uh, on the... Uh, oh, look, a cup that... So, you remember I told you the guy sort of flopped into the pool backwards? What he did, right, was he sort of... He stood with his back to the deep end of the pool and he crouched down as though he were defecating. But didn't pull his pants down and he kept them on. Um, then he flopped back. He's coming a bit nearer me, so I'll be quiet. He flopped backwards into the pool with a splosh. Didn't come up for ages. Then his... I think it's his girlfriend. Could be his wife. His female partner. She She got in more elegantly on the steps. Then they started canoodling. They've been canoodling in the poodling. By which I mean the pool. Heavy petting, it used to be called in the UK, and it was banned. The signs in public swimming pools said no heavy petting. Well, they've been... Is it heavy? They've been uh, medium-weight petting in the swimming pool. They've got out now. And now I don't know if I want to go in the water. What could be... Could there be fluids floating in there? Well, of course there's going to be fluids floating in there. It's a goddamn swimming pool. What am I talking about? Look, this this is all beside the point. That's a bus you can hear in the background now. Um, Why are we we gathered here today? We're gathered here today... Anyway, but look, I'll put, I'll put some photographs of the stuff I've talked about already on on this post. And if you care, you can look at them. If you don't, whatever. Um, This week, I got round to a little post... And it was, it was kind of a thread, because I read this super interesting article on Tuesday or Wednesday, Wednesday I think it was, about a castle. And I know you guys like castles. Um, so, 
you may have read it on, on the Substack. And subscribers, you may even have gotten around to commenting on it. That's one of your privileges of subscribing, is you can get involved in all the uh, the talk boards and, and the comment threads. Anyway, I want to have a little chat about it, because there were some fantastic comments from you lot on there. So the, the topic of the thread, or the sort of little article, was there's in Poland, right, Western Poland, someone's been building a castle. I, I mean, a medieval-style residential castle. And it the boy is massive they've put a sort of an artificial island in the middle of a lake and they've been building a, a like it looks like a medieval castle but it's it it's is it a residence is it an apartment block is it a hotel it could be any of those things i think it's got like space for sort of 90 odd people plus servants to uh who are also people, by the way, um, to chill in, or in the servant's case, uh, labour for the um, the pleasure of the uh, the richer people in, that being the inequitable way that society is organised. Um, it's not an advert for communism, I'm just, like, pointing out injustice. Uh, they've been building this... this Anyway, this, this castle's been built in a lake in Western Poland, but it's in an EU-protected, like, heritage region. Or like, land... Like, it's the, the forest and shit is pretty. And the EU are like... Oh, God, is that really a siren? No, that's not what the EU is saying. That's me saying that. And the EU are like... Nah. But the people building the castle... And I couldn't... Because of my limited, i.e. non-existent ability to read Polish, I couldn't find out much more than than what i than on what i wrote on the, th- the thread so I don't, I don't know who the people building the part the castle are is the point but the, the they just seem to give no no shits about people telling them they're not allowed to build this castle and every time like a court rules hey boys and or girls and or non-binary castle builders the hell are you doing stop it every time a court says nah they just go hmm interesting you should say that sorry i have no idea what that horrendous noise in the background is now i can't do anything about it just bear with me um they're like yeah well i guess we're going to ignore everything you say and keep building so this castle is it's been going on for some years at least five years now and it's nearing completion You'll see a photo if you go onto the, the old Substack page and have a look. You'll see a photo of the boy. It's impressive. Sure is impressive. So my question was, uh, guys, the hell would you spend a hundred million dollars on building a castle, even if it were the the sort of uh, the cost of doing so, the non-financial cost of doing so was sort of massive environmental damage to a beautiful area. And I think the consensus was basically, <laughs> yes, I would. I'm going to start with Alex, who got straight to the point. Alex said, all I can say is, if I had... Oh, my God. I've just taken my laptop off the sun lounger. <laughs> How's he? And it's, it's scalding hot. I've put it on my, on my naked legs, naked below the line of my swim shorts. And it's given me, it's given me quite a, a burn. So you're you're only lucky I didn't yelp, like a dog, child, or coward. Um, Alex says, all I can say is, if I had the money and land to build absolutely anything I wanted, 
You're goddamn right I'm building a massive, authentic castle. <laughs> well, well, well. Um, actually, you know what? At first glance, it sounds like Alex is, uh, is being, shall we dare I say, provocative uh, in, his, um, in his claim there. But now I think about it with his caveat. If I had the money, okay, fine, yeah, well, we'll assume you've got the money and land to build absolutely anything. So that's the question. I th- you're slightly implying that um, it's all hunky-dory. Do you know what I mean? And I think the point of this is... That's me moving us on, Landra. Um It's not hunky-dory per se for these guys to be building the old castle. So I think your caveats uh, are important. Alex is like, if it, if it would be fine, I'd do it. I think... I think reading between the lines, that's what, that's what you're saying. So it's a sort of yes, but answer. Okay. Jer O'Shea, your friend of mine. It must be nice to be so rich you can ignore the law of the land and carry on regardless, says Jer. Must be. Mustn't it? Or, or would it be really stressful? What do you think? Genuinely, would you like to be a sort of high-rolling oligarch, like, go to that level. Because, I'm, you know, I'm not talking about having a mill or two. you got a mill or two, you're still, you're still really... You might be doing some old tax schemes, I guess, I would imagine. I don't have a mill or two, I can't say. Um, you might be doing some of that stuff. But really, that even that is a form of compliance with the law. What Jer is saying is it would be nice to be like and I'm sorry this is now going to be an explicit, definitely an explicit podcast to have fuck you money I you're just doing what you want and nobody's stopping you like oligarch style right top baller style um would that actually be nice I like the idea in a sort of vulgar way of rolling around on my Yachts, helicopters, multiple houses, bloody bloody blah. But I've just got this nagging feeling that actually it's going to be super stressful because the the effort you have to go to to maintain your position of basically immunity from the law, like the number of people you got to grease and um, lobby and butter up. And the number of sort of shady poles you've got to hang around with who are going to be dicks. Uh, probably I'm not, en- I'm not enjoying the lifestyle. Or let's say this. That, life- that lifestyle is orders of magnitude more, like, on the surface of things, more baller than my life currently, right? But I don't think I'm getting orders of magnitude more enjoyment. Like, I don't think it's, it's uh, directly, positively proportionate. Proportional? I don't know. You know what, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I don't think I'm getting, like, 10,000 times more joy from living 10,000 time, 10, times more lavish a lifestyle, Right. I think I'm probably having either the same or even slightly less joy than I've got now. That's my gut feeling. What do you think? (sighs) Conundrum. I read somewhere years ago that uh, 
like the optimum um like yearly salary and this is this is a pretty big salary compared to to certainly the uk i think the uk average salary is just above thirty thousand pounds per annum like the optimum like salary for happiness before it becomes like a ball ache to get richer is seventy thousand pounds which I know, I know a lot of people will be listening and thinking, my God, that's, that's an unimaginably large salary. Yeah, I'd, I'd be damn happy with that. But, you know, it's not baller money. Is, it, is that true? That would be 10 years ago, so let's inflate it and call it 90 now. Is 90. I don't know. What I'm saying really is I, I, I don't want to be a billionaire oligarch. Um, but maybe I'm just playing a, a clever little game with fate here uh, and trying to um, reverse psychology my way to being like one of those filth bags. <laughs> one of those different kind of filth bags. Okay, I think castles are great to visit, says Carly Gibson, but living in one is a different kettle of fish. Kind of like time travel. I'd love to visit different times and places, brackets, ancient Rome, the Tudor court, Renaissance, Florence, etc. But actually living there would almost certainly mean an early death. I much prefer living in a time when drinking the water or cutting my finger won't kill me at least 99.99% of the time. The modern amenities needed to ensure a basic level of comfort to destroy the romanticism of living in a castle. This project, continues Carly Gibson, is a monstrosity. Yeah get to the point that's not a criticism I, I'm, I'm enjoying your uh, your uh, invective your rhetoric the fact that people the people responsible seemingly think they're above the law and don't give a, a shit which Carly has, uh, has, has censored with a little star instead of an eye I think that's what she means um, about the surrounding environment or the surrounding neighbourhood speaks volumes I suspect anyone who tries to live there is going to be hated by the locals I think there aren't any locals actually but Okay, I don't fancy Apollo's animals. I don't. Uh, I don't fancy living in a neighbourhood where every single person for miles around hates me. Well, I mean, <laughs> welcome to my world. Only joking. My neighbours love me. Well, I wouldn't go that far. My neighbours don't appear to hate me, and that's uh, that's as, as good as it gets. Finally, says Carly, we should all be following the example of Edward the First and banning coal. Did Edward the First ban coal? I feel like maybe I've not got that joke, but maybe I should have. Um, I'd love to live in a castle, says Rona, but mine would have to have central heating and running water. All the mod cons wouldn't want something as large as this. Not that I could afford to anyway. Having the balls to ignore the legal ruling? Well, the impact of knocking it down would be as concerning as the impact of continuing to build. Could you leave it half-built? This is a real can of worms. It's a goddamn castle of worms, if you ask me. Ha <laughs> ha sorry <laughs> she didn't say that was that was my that was my comment my horrible little comment uh, i feel like something like this uh, one would see in las vegas says marine yes i think you would isn't it the, is it the, the, there is a castle hotel in vegas isn't there is it the, doesn't don't disney have what is it the magic castle or something is that it uh, it's a long time since i've been to vegas i'll tell you that for free i must say it's oh, it's more than 10 years it's more than 10 years since I went to Vegas, I think. I know I was there in 2000... 
five, I think, or four, four or five, I went there for the first time. Remember queuing up at the Venetian uh, behind uh, a middle-aged American lady, and she was looking around at the the sort of the, f- the, the gondolas that were punting around the little sort of uh, the fake canals inside the Venetian Hotel, and she said, and she said, I mean, why would you need to go to Venice? It's all right here. Uh, that that stuck in my mind. Uh, that was exactly how she spoke, by the way. And then I went again to Vegas in 2006 or seven when I was doing some car journalism because they launched the Audi R8 out there. And I remember driving that around the desert in Henderson and it was cold. It was February. It was nice. Henderson's nice. Uh, and again... So it's interesting to you. Do you want to know how many times I've been to Vegas and what happened when I was there? I went again some other time and went to see a DJ and uh, to a strip club, uh, but didn't stay long. And that was the last time I went to Vegas, I think. What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas unless you uh, you record it and, and then broadcast it to thousands of people on your substack, famously. Uh, wretched excess, says Dick talking about my uh, my most recent trip to Vegas. Ha ha, no, talking about the, the building of the castle in Poland. Uh, imagine having to vacuum the damn thing, says Femke. Yes, true. Awful. But hey, here's the revolution in vacuum cleaning. Little The little RoboVac. We've got one at home. I mean, it's absolute bullshit. It doesn't really do very much. It just buzzes around on its own, pretending to hoover, but clearing up absolutely dick all. Um, do you know what I'm talking about here? There's, you can get lawnmowers that are like this as well. They're, they're little sort of round little things with wheels on the bottom. No bigger, really, than a very large dinner plate. Although somewhat thicker. Um, ooh, a, big, a big fat rich guy with a hairy back has just got into the pool. And he's doing the old guy swimming technique of sort of on-your-back breaststroke. Sculling, I would call it. Um, very hairy back. But so what? He's having he's having fun. I'll be in there in a minute. Probably someone on the other side of the pool is recording a, a little substack voice note, and they'll be like, "Look at that dickhead with his stupid tattoos and you know his his thinning hair." <laughs> Look at him. Nah, I'm a I'm fantastic in a pool. Did you know that? A superb swimmer. Um. Imagine, yeah, so look, the, the revolution in vacuum cleaning is the RoboVac, so it, it lives in a little sort of, not a hutch, definitely not a hutch, a cradle, I'd call it, in in the old house, and whenever it feels like it, it just it starts up its little engine, and round it goes, whizzing away, ostensibly vacuum cleaning, um, does that for a while, has enough, gets back in its box house is still dusty <laughs> it's really annoying the dog hates it uh the baby chases it um i i actually kick it from time to time and try and break it uh i know my wife never listens to this so she she won't be listening but i do that sometimes if anyone tells her i will be furious uh, that's not a joke i will be furious um this, this is between us um who else is, is uh, wow 
Joy says, first glance, I thought of Alcatraz. This is, we're, still, we're back to the castle in Poland now. I think I'd rather live in a manor-type house, says Joy. Kind of castle-ish, but without all the cleaning. Now, you do have to clean your manor house, Joy, otherwise you become a sort of uh, a scuzzy wretch and, um, and a sort of Miss Havisham type. I'm not going to have you living in a manor house and not cleaning it. Plus, who, would, who wouldn't love to say, we'll be up to the manor at, week, at week's end? <laughs> is that what people who live in manor houses say? All right. You do have to clean them, let me make that clear. Uh, oh, it's Julia Dietz, your friend of mine. I only want a castle with provenance, she says, but handsomely fitted with modern creature comforts. Hmm. Why have a castle if it isn't old, if the stairs aren't worn down and distorted, or if there's a single straight line in the place? I think she means if there isn't. Yeah, OK. But, like, also a sexy pool and yoga studio. God damn. Not for the first time, Julia, speaking my language. That's my, that's my dream, actually. A well-appointed ancient castle with yoga facilities. And a pool. Yep. Yep. Uh, confirmed. All right. All we need is a, uh, an EU-protected heritage zone, um, the means to build an artificial island, and... Oh, no, hang on. We're not building it from scratch, are we? All we need is a, a heritage building probably still about 100 million dollars is that all we need yeah that's all we need um great okay well let's go shopping for 100 million dollars right there okay what does melanie mead is saying it's a long it's a long it's a long old comment am i reading the whole thing Uh, let me let me see if i can let's see what let's see what melanie's saying there are all kinds of things that set that there are all kinds of things, say shopping centres and things like that, that they have... Shall I start again? There are all kinds of things that, say shopping centres and things like that, have to do in order to comply with environmental regulations, brackets like the building spillways and things so their parking lot rain runoff doesn't go into the rivers and ponds around them. Didn't know that, actually. Thanks, Melanie. Or having barriers up during construction to protect the water. As some examples, drainage is a big deal. Melanie Meaders, drainage expert... Love it. If the builders in this wannabe castle can't be bothered to follow some laws, certainly they aren't following others. I've yet to see that personality type manifest in any other way. The fact they, capitals, built the island it's on has huge impacts on the ecosystem and water flow of the pond. Melanie, how do you know so much about drainage? And the nearest town to this monstrosity, there's that word again, is Teeny, and will completely be disrupted by this thing, which will be a residence to 97 people. The protected forest will be severely impacted, like we've seen happen time and again. That's why even just camping has been restricted in US national parks. They need to build roads to get there, and they are planning a pumping station for sewage to get it to the nearest station. Melanie definitely knows her her shit, and that's not a sewage joke, although it works as one. There are zero plans for anything like solar panels or wind turbines. It's all going to be powered by wood-burning boilers, and they're planning to dispose of the ash in a landfill. There's nothing good about this. It's pretty gauche, honestly. Tell you what, Melanie's really got to grips with the topic here. Melanie, you get uh, you get an A A plus for that. That's a, that's a, that's a winning answer. The drainage is all shitted up to buggery in this project and that alone is uh, is a reason to hate it um, you could probably build or restore a castle, your friend of mine Jessica Causey is in the house, you could probably build or restore a castle and still be cautious about the environment solar panels, wind turbines, hey hold on 
everyone's onto the solar panels and wind turbines now. Good insulation and ventilation, etc., could make for an environmentally friendly or neutral castle, just so long as no one uses night waters for the murder holes. <laughs> Fair play. That's funny. Wouldn't expect anything else from old Jessica. Okay, well, actually, you know what? I said at the beginning this was broadly... Uh, the answer was broadly, yes, I would, I would do this. And I think now the answer is, is getting towards, no, this is, this is lunacy. Think of the environment. Um... Love to live in the castle, says Gabby Jones. He would need double glazing and central heating. Yep. Uh, who wouldn't want to live in the castle? Brackets with modern amenities. I think I pronounced that amenities earlier. Have it your way, says Carol Kennedy. However, this one's pretty hideous and tacky, from what I can see. Environmentally, it's a disaster. But if you have that much money, I guess you can build a James Bond villain-esque lair and to hell with it. Yep. What are our conclusions now? What are our conclusions uh, well, actually, let's have Connor Lassie's conclusion. Is, would I live in this? No, but give me a genuine medieval fort. I'd be all over that. <sighs> Maybe that's the conclusion. Maybe that's what we're getting to. This is, this is BS for the old, uh, old doctor environment. But it still would be quite nice. But it would be better if it was an old one that was done up well. That's what we're saying, isn't it? All right, well, that was fun. Um, do you know what? I'm so sweaty... Sorry, I don't mean to, like, turn you all on, but I am so sweaty in, in really weird parts of my body all of a sudden. Like, my shins. Um, if they're doing sweating, normally it's at night. They're pumping out some sweat. The, the backs of my thighs. I think that's because it's a synthetic fibre on the, uh, the Sunlander mattress. Sorry, Sunlander's got a mattress. Yeah, it does, actually. That's how baller the Alfonso Thirteenth is. Um, there's no canoodling in the pool anymore. Um... Gorilla Boys got out. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna call it, call time on this, and uh, and do a couple of laps of breaststroke. What do you think? What do you think, gang? Shall I do that? You you want me to be happy, don't you? Deep down, you want me to live my best life, don't you? I think you do. Um, well, whether you do or you don't, I'm going to. Um, Happy Friday, for God's sake. Thanks for listening. Um, thank you, subscribers. Half thanks to people who, who like, who listen for, on the freebie. I still, I still like you. I'm still fond of you. I prefer you subscribed. Um, anything else to report? I don't think so, really. I'm going home tonight. And then next week, I'm at home. For my pleasure. It'd be nice to be at home for a bit. And then the week after that, I'm going to Chalk Valley History Festival, which is the, the world's greatest history festival down in Wiltshire. I'm going to spend the week down there. And so I might do like a whole bunch of posting while I'm there because there's going to be like mad talks, some by me, most by other people, but like the world's best historians assemble in Wiltshire for a week and give, give talks on their topics. And, and there's humorous debate and drinking and live uh, historical kind of reenactment and uh, demonstrations and, like, cosplay ting, all that. So it's going to be a pretty historical few weeks. It, it really is. You might get some, some premium content. I might make some of it subscriber-only. Shall I do that? Might do. I might do. I might just follow my whimsy. 
that's the name of uh, one of Alfonso the 13th's blue movies go look it up I'll see you on the flip